<laughs> you just hit record. It's 9-11 here. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not Caucasian, uh, then leave. Mark Henry. I'm talking about... I don't make the rules around here, okay? We are in control now. You fucking mark! Yes, y'all, that's right. It's the show you've all been waiting for. The day after the bloodbath. It's happening right now, live and in real time. On the Friday locker room, and the Strangler is back to break down all the corporate news, all the reviews, and who's back out on the streets looking for a job. You might job out here, ho! <laughs> At Hameen Media Group, channelattitude.com. Y'all Oh, yeah. What's going on, guys? My uh, personal chat blowing up big right now. And uh, with all heavy hitters, I'm not afraid to name drop because when Conan, Rene Dupree, Stevie Richards, and Strangler Steve King are hitting you up all at the same time, it's quite it's quite a back and forth. I almost put us all in one chat just so I don't have to type the same thing 68 times. But it's going down. <laughs> It's going down in Pound Town right now in Stanford, man. Uh, bloodbath number two. Last week we saw rumored a hundred people with redundant jobs uh, of Endeavor and uh, WWE be let go via Zoom call, so nobody went postal, I guess, and just a lot easier to hang up on somebody that way. But uh, the ones that everybody's really going to be talking about right now are happening as uh, a lot of uh, WWE talent look to be making their own statements of being future endeavored and coming to an indie uh, show near you pretty soon. But uh, right now is a guy who knows all about uh, how to rebook them, repackage them, and get them back over. And that's my man, Strangler Steve King. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for joining us. There it is. Right there, buddy. Look at that. Boom. That's what we've been waiting. That's what people want. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, man. It's it's, uh, Bloodbath uh, City, which back in the TCW days uh, would cause us to – open up WWE.com and go down the list of the whole roster and go, who's getting cut? And uh, yeah. let me see if I have their number. <laughs> Who are we booking? That's yeah. how we got uh, John Morrison on our shows. Like, oh, Johnny's gone. But we're going, hey, Jomo, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> you have these Absolutely. days available? Yes, sir, I do. All right. Help, 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 help. And you know, he's <laughs> promos on his phone and sending them to you and just letting ticket sales go. It's it's, it's hilarious, but it's, it's also like the reality of wrestling, you know, like you just – and no one's job is ever safe, no matter, like, even when Stevie said on the SmackDown thing, with on the Russo brand thing, like, John Laurinaitis would be like, you got a job for life, you got a job for this. Yeah. No such thing Nothing. in wrestling as a job for life. So, you know, everyone starts uh, sweating big time. I, I saw today, it was reported on the media group on Facebook that uh, uh, Ali Mustafa, or is it Mustafa? I can't remember. Mustafa sure. Ali is no longer in WWE, so he's one of the first to get cut, but that's not a surprise. You know, they hadn't done no. the in forever, and they just, you know, he was just twirling in the wind forever. So, and how, how long have now have I been saying that uh, the NXT brand is uh, not long for this world? And here they are now putting all their titles on main roster players and uh, getting the, the very few that they want to salvage out of NXT, getting them ready for the, uh, you know, the up brand 
swing and then getting ready to fucking hatchet that brand down to yeah. nothingville, you know? Yeah, I think a complete cut, right? So if you want to buy a, a brandy new ring, <laughs> a slightly used, really, right? I'll uh, buy to go it. along, yeah, to go along with your F thirty five. I think those will see some nice new toys for twenty twenty four. Man, uh, uh, there's just so many hot topics here today, and uh, you can go to hot topics and join uh, Judgment Night if you want to. But uh, uh, let's let's kick it off with Big Stevie Cool because uh, this morning releasing a video from last night, and I'll talk about this on Light the Fuse of the Moxley and Ray Phoenix finish, uh, extremely dangerous, uh, near paralysis. And then Moxley possibly calling a title change finish in the ring is, is what rumor may be. And here I am going back and forth in HMG discussion or on Twitter, having to deal with fucking armchair quarterbacks who don't understand business booking or anything along those lines and are excited about the rock surprise. So I really even hate to get into it with, with listeners, let alone, you know, I'm, I'm glad disco retweeted and he's got a different opinion than I do. And that's why I was talking to Conan this morning about setting something up when I get back from vacation, but uh big Stevie cool put out a very constructive, disgusted, and how an agent should promo somebody when they walk back through the curtain, mm-hmm. especially the referee who's got two big strikes on them uh, yeah. for allowing this to happen and not protecting the talent from themselves. Uh, another one in the dark order when Buddy was laying there possibly dead and the referee didn't realize and everyone's just dragging his body around to get him out of the way for their next fucking Oof. meaningless spot. Um, looks like he's been Don Stevens, uh, the first on uh, Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis Channel. They can't take any criticism over there, and that's exactly what they need to be doing is shutting the fuck up and listening. Shut the fuck up and listen and then apply and stop being a mark for yourself inside this wrestling bubble where when and if you're going to do that kind of shit and tear it down, well, that gives us more content on Russo brand, Hami Media Group, Channel Attitude to come back and say it and have our advocates be our proponents. I'm sure we'll probably put it out on Twitter, not just as a fuck you, but as a fuck you of like, you're that butthurt, you know you're wrong, and then your actions reinforce how ignorant and how small you really are to send Don Stevens out there uh, to, to do some fucking, oh, we can't have anybody talk bad about us while the boss dances and tries to gyrate and thrust his fucking hips on some goofy little shit. Meanwhile, guys are possibly going to be killed in your ring very quickly based on the compounding injuries they've suffered a Darby Allen, a John Moxley, a Brian Danielson or anybody else that uh, Sammy Guevara at his young age doesn't even really know what this has done to his body yet. And it only takes one uh, uh, miscalculation or one egregious error to put MJF on the shelf when he's jumping into a fucking pile driver from Joe on the outside, bro. Like yeah, uh, slamming him on the, on the very corner of the ring apron, something absolutely horrific is going to happen. And it's not that we're here to say, I told us so, but fucking we are trying to warn you to help you and save you and your own ignorance and pompous ass attitudes are going to get someone killed. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I was watching that card last night, the AEW card. I thought, overall, the whole card was actually a very solid I card. did, too. I for, did, too. I, I agree with that, Steve. Yeah, for a Wednesday night free show, hey, they were in New York City. So, and I was saying this to my wife as we were watching. It's like a Madison Square Garden show We'd, back in the day where all the angles would peak, kind of. So it was like a Night of Champions-esque type of show, which was really mm-hmm. cool. 
and we get to watch it for free, which is again really cool. But uh, yeah, I know I know the referee Mike Knox actually. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, Rick Knox. I actually yeah. know him quite well from when I used to wrestle in California in okay. the early 2000s, and uh, super sweetheart of a guy. And uh, he used to actually create this. Um, he had a little wrestling magazine that he'd print from his house and hand out to the boys, and then kids would buy them at shows and stuff like that. He did that for years. And uh, he's, a, he's a great guy, but unfortunately flubbed the finish on this. The only thing that makes me think of it is, as you said, is that during that match, that finish wasn't what the finish was, and, and Moxley caught an audible. And for some reason, uh, Rick Knox didn't pick up on it because he went one, two, and then stopped at the very last second. And it was obviously Mox wasn't counting out for whatever the reason was. But he, right. was he wasn't going to kick out. And the whole crowd was like, boo. And that took the wind out of the entire match. Like they yep. beat the shit out of each other on. Then, you know, you, you know, you can hear Mox. You can see Mox audibly, you know, saying what something. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's saying, hit me again with it. So he sets him up for the finisher again and pops him and then does it again. But, like, you know, it, that was a way to it just ruin the match. Unfortunately, who knows at what point Moxley said, if that's what he did do, hey, this is it. I, I'm, I'm dropping this because I'm going to have to take – you know, time off or I got yeah. hurt or something happened where. But let's talk hurt. about that as an agent, talent handler and booker, yeah. Steve. Yeah. I don't care if it's your top guy, if it was a Jason Axe or whoever we had on top at 2CW at the time as a champ. If you went out there and somebody switched the finish in the match, even if they're fucked up, like to me, that means like, I don't give a fuck. I'm so over that. I don't care about what the booker and the guy who's paying my envelope says. I'm going to go into biz for myself. Even if I'm hurt and I can finish, that's one thing, but now you're just switching finishes. And I don't know, this is the way it is for sure with Moxley and Phoenix, but the, uh, you know, rumor has it, that's what it is. And if those types of things are going down, we've lost total control. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, think about, like, going back in wrestling, you know, decades to when Vern Gagne was running the AWA. He said that he had been giving out finishes for 40 years, and only one time did somebody switch a finish on him. And it was when uh, the Road Warriors were just coming into AWA, and they were working the Crusher and the Bruiser in, like, Milwaukee, like like Crusher and Bruiserville. You know, they were the most older right. guys. They were old as shit. And they had the big, you know, barrel-chested dudes with chomping cigars. And their time had passed, but in those areas, they were freaking untouchable and legendary guys. Sure. Like, there were bars and restaurants named after these guys. It's, there was literally, like, a bruiser statue, in, in, you know, in, yeah. you know yeah. wherever he's from. So, LOD is like, uh, they were Mil- giving Milwaukee, the finish I think it's in, yeah. And, yeah, um, LOD was giving the finish. We're going to get Crusher and Bruiser up because this is their hometown. They... This is where they make us money. They draw. And uh, Hawk said to Animal, fuck that shit. We're fucking over as fuck. We're going to take the match. So they went in there, and, and it was a fight. Boom, 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 boom. And unfortunately for Crusher and Bruiser, they were, uh, the guys they were working with were 300-pounders who were 25 years younger than them and took the match and took the win. And Vern was like, what the fuck? I've never had anybody switch a finish on me before. But it was like a kind of a changing of the guard thing where they were forced to look at, okay, you need to prepare for your future. Fuck those guys. But on the whole run, if anybody ever changed a finish on me in TCW, I would never have used them again. Never. never. And but, and to switch it to be like Penta or uh, Phoenix beats Mox out of nowhere. Not right. really. And it's, not just a, it's, and it's not like it was on a house show for no title and nobody saw it. It was right. on TV for a title in Madison Square Garden or I mean, you know, in New right. York City. So it's like, that's a big change. We weren't looking to go in that direction. But I think 
uh, put your, yourself in the shoes of Moxley, where he's like, fuck this. I'm over as fuck. I do have stroke, and I can make this call. Phoenix is a good hand. We've strapped him before. He's been champion in Mexico. If ever I will go in the team, and you're doing all this in, in real time as your match is going. You know, if anything, I'm going to drop it to a guy who can go. I'm not going to drop it to, like, fucking Steve Lombardi. You know what I mean? I'm, right. You know, wrestling challenge. Here's a kid I can trust. So if there any any blowback, be like, I covered all my bases on that. I got fucked up. The kid's a good hand. He's young. He can go. He's over. At least I knew that the title would be safe. And you can take it off him. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Get him off of, off of him on the next show. But that's what makes me think that he did get maybe hurt and it wasn't audible, is that they had it on Orange Cassidy. He had like 45 matches with that title, which is a lot. And then he drops it to the like number, I mean, arguably number one, two, or three guy in the locker room. And then, you know, Moxley being a three-time AEW world champion, you figure he's going to have a pretty decent run with the international title. And then two weeks later, drops it. So that's what makes me feel like there was something in the mix. Or we're all being smokescreened. And this is just a way for AEW to make things look like it's shoot. But you know that they can't book on that kind of level. So you no. got to figure, you know, they can't, they didn't do it to just to make people talk and go, wow, that was crazy. I'm glad I was yeah. here for that. It was a, Something happened and what happened. Like when we would in 2CW do a title change, we had a guy uh, named uh, Captain Ando who was a preliminary wrestler at the time. In fact, the show before we put the strap on him, he had done a squash match putting over Jessica Havoc. So he was only just like, a, um, we were just only starting to use him. But I was talking about him to Josh one day. I go, this guy's got something in him. And I said, you know what would be fucked up is if we have him wrestle. Uh, Isis Effects, who was our champion at the time, the match was booked for Isis versus Cheech from Ring of Honor days. People remember Cheech. He's also on like every independent show in the Northeast. He was a very yeah. decent hand and a top utility player. But for some reason, we ended up, we, we was like, yeah, well, there's something missing from that. I said, why don't we do this? Something happens to Cheech. He can't make the match. We do something with him later. He's replaced by preliminary wrestler um, Captain Ando. Isis obviously isn't ready for that. He's, he, he prepared for Cheech. And this happened in Moosick, Pennsylvania, where it was just a house show. It was one of our only shows we ever did in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we said, I said, what would happen if all of a sudden this guy who people barely know, we, he becomes the champion? Mm-hmm. And we, we were like, you know, that'd be pretty fucking cool. So you know what we did? We did it. And the day of show, the show came, and I said, can I talk to you two guys outside for a minute? being Isis, the champion, and Ando, who is just still cutting his teeth in the company. And I said, you know, right. um, here's what the finish is tonight. We're going to do something out of the usual. I said, Ando, you're going to be up for the title. Isis, you're going to put him over, put him over big. And when he hits you with the finish, I want you to lay out. Sell the shit out of it, and we'll, con- we'll say that you got injured from it, and they'll give you a, a show or two off and have a comeback, and then we'll have some heat there. And yeah. nobody will see it coming because no one's thinking the preliminary guy. They're going to go, oh, Cheech couldn't make it. He was a fill-in. Isis over strong. We get to see the belt on the show. Yay. But then right. Isis does the job. One, two, three. And we never flip-flopped the title. The title always stayed on a champion for at least like an 8, 10, 12-month period of time. Right. So when that happened, Isis had only been champion for a few months. So people were like, oh, he hasn't even gotten his stride yet. The title flips. The crowd, when it happened, it was like, one, two, three, ring the bell, announcement, and people were just sitting there in awe going, what just happened here? The title yeah, never somebody got made. this guy. 
we made a guy, and then Ando ended up being one of the most polarizing champions next to maybe Jason Axe, who was our longest reigning champion. And people either loved Ando or they fucking hated him. And it was great because he could work both sides of the locker room. He could work baby. He could work heels. And it didn't matter. It was great. And and he ended up defending the title like a record of like maybe 24 times, which is ridiculous. And uh, people always, he'd get that close to losing it and he'd slip and hit the finish. Boom, one, two, three, and scoot out again. And half the crowd would jump to their feet and applaud. And half the people would be like, fuck, I hate that guy. But we made him on doing something unusual. Unfortunately for AEW, they didn't. They don't do it like that. They don't think like no. that. It's just like, oh, fuck, me, someone got hurt. Boom, let's do it, and we'll run, and we'll figure it out later. Let me pour some poison in here, and those are all great points, absolutely, uh, of how to do it and, and why to do it. Um, but also... <laughs> Yeah, Phoenix, we've strapped this guy before, and he's a, a dude I do business for that it really has no business. It should be a get-over match, and seems like the Ando postulate that you just laid out. But the difference is ISIS didn't call that finish in the fucking ring because he thought right. he was over and could do what right. he wanted. And if that happened, he would have been fired immediately. Yeah, and Ando, and, oh, and, <laughs> and uh, the fact that is this Moxley saying – fuck it i want to get released and get fired so i, I can I go over there that as well yeah like, you know so. F this, I'm, I'm hurt these guys don't know how to work uh you know the locker room is a bunch of children as we've heard on several occasions yeah. and i'm, I'm yeah. that's, that's not coming from me that's coming from like what we've heard in the past from people who have been there and left and the guys that are calling children are guys we worked with for years, and I, right. I never had any fucking not an issue with Matt or Nick, Nick Jackson. No. They were the easiest fuckers to get along with that they there were out there. A pleasure to do, and I say that all the time. That the Bucks yeah. were a pleasure to do business with. They were gentlemen. They were very intelligent. They only missed one date, but we knew ahead of time that it was going to happen. We had plenty of time to to cover to out of that, and um, they did great business for us. And they would stay as long, you know, they would stay in the building until every last autograph was signed. They would never yeah. tell anybody no. And, and uh, they were they were fantastic with the fans. They did their Young Bucks piece of business, which everybody is there to see. And it's a phenomenal 20 minutes of flip, flop, and fly. And for a lot of people, that's a great thing. Others, you know, who are more old school go, eh, that's not my style. But people were coming to the shows to see that for that particular night. And they got what mm-hmm. they paid for. And nobody ever said, oh, that match went too short, or, oh, I didn't really like it. Everybody always said, oh, they're, they're, they're awesome. And they were our tag champs for months and months. In fact, they retired as, you know, when the company closed, they retired with the belts. They actually have possession of the championship belts in their houses because they asked Josh, the owner of PCW, yeah. if, you, if they could keep them because they really – relished their time in the company and since same as kevin steen kevin steen putting over uh, his first world title in syracuse while he's in a wwe ring yeah and those indie guys the ones that travel for a living that they're not signed to a company but they're out there doing this full time loved qcw because we ran it It, it's it's a real business because it was a real business yeah you know what i mean and it wasn't like mark's promoting an logo you know jerk off fantasy land type stuff. This was ran as a hard nose. Hey, sometimes you're going to have to, you know, eat a shit sandwich, but it's what's best for the company and run it that way. And when you don't do that and you're putting your ego first, it's going to be a whole different outcome. But the guys who were coming in like the Steens and, uh, you know, um, all all those indie darlings and everything loved TCW because they never got stiffed on a payday. They made very good money. We always drew a house, which meant they were going to sell shirts and eight by tens and all types of merch. 
and they were going to walk out of there with several thousand bucks in their pocket. I mean, at one time we had, not one time, we had Matt Hardy in a dozen times. And he loved QCW. He would text me back in a minute if I sent him a text because he knew if I go to QCW, I'm walking with 10 grand in <laughs> cash because of my merch. Same and with Hacksaw. You know, Same yeah, with, it doesn't absolutely. matter who it is. Yeah. They had to make yeah. a shit ton of money. The first time John Morrison came in, he didn't bring anything. No shirts, no DVDs, nothing. And then he saw the merch line and goes, well, I fucked up. Yeah. You know, so we, we did fan picks with him. We did a 50-50 split with the office. He keeps half, we keep half. And um, then he goes, okay, next time I'm bringing shirts. I said, bring DVDs, bring anything you want. We'll give you a table. You can keep 100% of whatever you saw on the table. The picks will come to us fully, you know, to offset the balance of that. He's still going to walk with a shit ton of money. Yeah. That's fine. I, that's a great deal. I'll do it. You set your price. He comes in and just walks with a wad of cash, like, you yeah. know, inches thick, I'm talking. And uh, he's like, I love this fucking place. So, you know, when you run it like that, you know, that you got to get guys to respond to you really quickly and they're there to do whatever you want. They want to help put on the This guy responding right now. I don't know what he wants. The, usually, the he don't come down here to be on shows, uh, man. Uh, you coming down here, you want to see special some Special appearance. Shit? By the old dog right here, man, on the Let's Friday locker room. Bones, I bet. <laughs> You're doing a good boys, man. Oh man, uh, great talk already of uh, the old days. Let's before we get to the bloodbath that everybody really wants to talk about. There's a lot going on biz wise too that's very interesting. Um, Fox uh, finally listening. Uh, apparently, after three years of not paying us, and when we told them that there's no way they're going to pull a 3.6 average rating, yep. and then at one point went down to I think a 1.8 on SmackDown. So uh, after the breakdown of three years, I think it came to 3.1 million dollars per episode, 28 thousand nine hundred dollars per minute for SmackDown, and uh, the loss of advertising revenue and not wanting to hire us as consultants when they had the chance. And then USA network did before being folded back into NBC. However, the news today is that NBC has uh, purchased the rights to SmackDown for 1.4 billion. So we fail upwards again. Yep. Always. And, I was yeah. Yep. And, uh, fuck it up. I, I keep trying I keep having successes. I need to start tanking my own company and apparently yeah. I'll make more money. Um, you know, and that it's going to be the major uh, feature on the cock uh, going forward because really Peacock is a fail too. There's no exclusive content to make it compete with Amazon or Netflix or must see anything or really the only thing they have the rights to that really draws, I think, is The Office. Right. right? And do, you, and, and you, do you have Peacock? I've, I wouldn't pay any of these cockcuckers. Okay. I, 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 I had a deal where I got yeah. it for two bucks a month. Yeah, and with all the wrestling stuff on there, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, for my wife, it's worth the two bucks. But yeah. we never, ever watch anything on there besides pay-per-views for WWE pay-per-views. That's yeah. it. And now and then we'll go back and watch an old house show. Like every year around on a Saturday night and there's just nothing to do. I'll throw on right. like a Madison Square Garden show where Bruno's working like Joe Scarpa for like 45 minutes. You know, yeah, like, yeah. And I just, I'll just sit back. It's something while you're cooking. It, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. While you're cooking. But other than that, it's just pay-per-views and hey, it's worth the $2 for my wife to get like, you know, all the extra shows and stuff. So it's, but, but we have never turned that on once to watch anything other than WWE. 
Yeah, and I don't know what they're doing next because this is kind of interesting. This weird uh, from the Hollywood Reporter Raw and NXT update. While WWE's new deal with NBC Universal will bring SmackDown to NBC primetime on Friday nights, it'll also mean the end of Raw and NXT on USA. Really? That's what the Hollywood Reporter's reporting. I thought I had read that both uh, Raw was staying on USA, but I didn't hear anything about uh, NXT. Yeah. But I mean, they're coming in from, I got to give credit uh, to a lot of these from our own William Alessia. He's yeah, on the he's news the desk right now and and mm-hmm. and just updating that Hameen media discussion Grope. Grope. with all the, the hot news. And there's more firing since we've even started uh, this show, Steve. So yeah. I've got even stuff that you probably hey, haven't seen yet. But, just, a, just a quick pause one second. Shout out to William Alessia, who's done so yeah. much for Hameen Media Group and having literally cutting edge information before you even see it on Twitter. I don't know how. Like he gets his info from. I've never met the guy. Never talked to him. But I read his stuff all the time. And it's 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 uh, unbelievable how it's unbiased and, and pretty pretty accurate. It's it's yes. very unbiased and pretty I accurate. I very rarely well, seen anything that didn't come to fruition that he has posted. Yeah, yeah. So five star dude all the way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, that that's interesting to me because then are they going to keep SmackDown on USA? There was talk of it going to FX. Uh, oh, and is now raw going there because the numbers are so low because the creative is so bad. Maybe they put that, it on sci-fi or something. Something along those lines, and then NXT. NXT is that brand going to follow, or as we predict, NXT God. is gone, gone, Dude, gone. I, I have been I've been calling the death of NXT now for six months. And We've got a two hundred million dollar. We've got a two hundred million dollar uh, endeavor, not future endeavor, endeavor cut that right. they released a hundred people be. from Stanford, redundant production, mm-hmm. administration jobs. You know, last week while the Rock fucking comes out there and does his smiley yeah. shit, right? And now here we are with probably a day where I believe no less than twenty talents will probably be released, and if not, oh, the entire NXT. Think of all the people that they have under a developmental deal that aren't even close to being in nxt yeah that you know even heard i'm talking there's probably 80 people that you haven't seen or heard of that are going to be slashed that they'll never that they'll never get they'll never get any uh value out of so some ncaa shot putter who fucking exactly like john cena when he was a little kid yeah Yeah. you ain't getting you ain't getting a dime out of that footballers from europe and like they, they hire these guys all the time and you'll hear a little blurb on like wwe.com we hired you know european footballer such and such to a you know three year you know developmental and they, they never work out they never ever work out and they're always gone they get injured and they're like fuck wrestling i'll go play yeah. soccer for you know that's another eight years but that's you know this has been the slow bleed out for nxt and as much as i hate to say it because i don't ever and you i know you're the exact same way being the boys you never want anybody anybody to ever lose their job they have everything they have riding on this their supporting their families they're paying their rents their mortgages their car payments in uh a lot of these guys have kids a lot of guys and girls that they're, they're saving for their children's educations they have real lives tied into this in real time and it's going to affect it's going to be a gigantic speed bump in their lives so you don't ever want that to happen on the flip side of that now going from being one of the boys to being office in a wrestling company you think I am going to pick the fucking bones of this thing. Yeah. Get every square fucking red cent that I can out of everybody that I see roll downhill and go, I can make money with that guy. I can make money with that guy. And I can make money with that guy. 
And here's the issue. How many of them are going to be able to break out that bubble and not go, I want two grand to come to Immortal. They will life. at first because they're going to be cold. Because this was the thing that fucking douchebag Laurinaitis used to say, you know, you can get 3000 a night on the indies. Bullshit you can because I've dealt with those Not guys. for my company, you can't. And I say, fuck you when they say that kind of money. And yeah. it's, I, what I'll do is, I'll, I'll, and I hate to tell people like my, my strategy and shit, but when somebody says a number like that, I'll kayfabe them. And say fuck that guy. Then they'll email me in three days. They're like, what's wrong? Are we doing something? Like, dude, you're so far out of my price range. I didn't even want to waste your time getting back to you on that. Oh well, you know, let, let, let's negotiate. What do you mean? Oh wait, what? I said we can't. There's no starting point. You want? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I come you back with. I don't want to insult you by what I exactly. can afford. And that actually you know. got pulled on me back in California from Bill Anderson yeah. way years ago. But we're we're buddies now. But uh, like I say, like I. I I would be insulting you to offer you $500. Well, you know, I, I do have the date open. Um, you know, can I bring merch? And then that, now you have a conversation. And it brings them right back down to earth of like, what are you going to honestly make doing independent pro wrestling in upstate New York or New England? Right. You know what I mean? But, yeah, let me tell you, there there is one guy, and I won't mention his name, and he's an awesome, awesome worker and uh, an absolute joy to have in every time we'll do business or we'll get over. And, you know, after you take it around the loop, they lose a little bit, but he's, he's ex WWE. <laughs> he may be on TV at impact now. And he's, he's about seven fifty, and he drives about six, seven hours to get here. And he's awesome. And he's never done anything. And, and he is booked, a wonderful dude. And I know we've exactly booked him, we've booked him seven or eight times. And Brother, would you rather would you rather make five grand on eight bookings or yeah. make try and shake somebody down for two to three grand and never come back and never do anything, bro? Exactly. And, then, and and never get booked again. So this Florida bubble, this cool kids fucking condo we're over fucking mm-hmm. ridiculousness they live in. Um, it, it's going to hurt more of them than than anything else. I would love to take this list of unbelievable workers. And we will and reach out, but I got a feeling it's just based on who I'm seeing, they're all going to be clueless of like how to get over and make another 50 grand on the indies this year. They'll, they'll right. make 20, they'll right. make 20, but they won't make 50. Right. Well, not, not to get too esoteric, but the wrestling spirit destiny is about to poke them in the ribs pretty fucking stiff. Mm-hmm. And you're going to watch the bleed out happen in real fucking time. And then what's going to happen is, like, if, if anybody from the independent or people who are in the wrestling industry that might be watching this who have a job right now but think that they may be on the chopping block, I'm going to tell you right now, if they're not going to offer you that kind of money, get what you can get. Get in there. And if you want to make that money down the road, go there two, three times. Work your fucking ass off. Do whatever is expected of you plus 10%. You, if you can start drawing the company money, you can prove that you're worth more money or you can get phone, a better flight, you can get a better hotel. Prove that you're worth the money you, you want and you will be paid that money. It's going to take you a couple of shows to get there, but you will get what you want. Put a little sweat equity into what you're going to be doing on those first few months off of TV or out of your bubble. And then the word will get around because I will guarantee you guys this. Every promoter talks to one another. Sure. Hey, have you you booked so and so? Yes, it was a fucking nightmare. That's all I need to know. Thanks a lot. Promoters have done that for years and years. Whether they're head to head competition or not, they will say, "What do you make of this fucking guy?" And you will get the fucking shoot every time. Yeah. We've helped other promoters get talent. Other promoters have helped us get talent, and we've also swung people out of the way of trouble, and they've done the same for us. 
And, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a, you know, yes, we are in competition, but we also have each other's back with a wink and a nod. And uh, they, if you are a fucking nightmare to deal with, you, word gets around, you know, uh, you know, if, if you do something good, a hundred people will find out about it. If you do something bad, a thousand people will find out. About yeah, it. yeah. Okay. Yep. That's a shoot. And, uh, you know, so going forward, all these guys who are going to possibly be on the chopping block, do your best biz and get your, your best foot forward off the block because the closer you are to have le- leaving TV is where your highest value is. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the three grand. You'll get somewhere in whatever's comfortable for the promoter. Put your time in and you'll eventually get your money. But put the sweat equity in and you won't be, you won't regret it. And everybody don't fucking, else. Don't fucking kick the, the fans. No. Be as cool as fuck as you can. And let, because the fans will say, we want this guy back. And when they're paying the tickets, the promoter will listen. Absolutely. And, and they're all going to reach for Tony's pockets right away. So he'll, he'll mark out for two or three of them, but then everybody else is going to get fucking sidelined. And then the reality of, Oh, Billy only runs six fucking, you know, every six weeks or something for NWA and that money's all eat up. Like then. Yeah. Those are night to night paydays, man. Those aren't, those aren't fucking, you know, annual contracts. Like you're getting a fucking paycheck every week, at least not for the, Ninety yeah. percent of the workers Every, who work there. Everybody I've seen on this these lists For that are sure coming out right now, nobody's worth more than twelve hundred dollars, and that includes their fucking flight, whatever, dude. Like nobody's worth that. Not not when I can get other. Well, they're not trying. They just tried no. to have that that big show. No. It didn't draw shit. Nobody's yeah. watching NWA, and I love wrestling. I yeah. fucking love it. I mean, even the I WWE guys, the even all these WWE right. releases, they're all gonna want three grand. No, maybe two of them will get it once or twice, and then you watch it go down to about fifteen hundred. They'll agree to twelve, but really they should be going. I'll do it for eight hundred plus two hundred travel, and we'll fucking do this and get over. You, you know, know what, and uh, and here's the other thing too. Even after Stevie got Don Stevens this morning, uh, because of his videos, more and more people have been reaching out. I don't know if they should say this, but like, hey man, can you uh explain to me how to get a channel started? Like, we've been here for five years telling yeah. people when the day comes, you better have your ducks in a row, your product ready, ready to go, your yoga fucking and and they don't, they're in the goddamn Florida water. We're over at the fucking good brother's house doing lines and fucking having a good mm-hmm. old time because we're signed. Party's never gonna stop, up, right? And then fucking bing, bang, boom, they're out. How do I get over like Maven and what and Stevie? Well, you know how you do it? Learn technology, bust your motherfucking ass learning video There's editing. Something have an outside product that you've developed. Yeah, you right. have no brand. You you relied on WWE for your name recognition. You act like you're a business person. You have no business sense or acumen or foresight whatsoever. And now you just want to copy paste what somebody else does until they find out about the level of work that actually goes into fucking making a brilliant channel like Stevie Richards wrestling analysis. And then they can't be bothered to do all that fucking work. Fuck. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, quickly back in like 2012 or 2013, uh, we were at QCW. We were running a girls grand prix tournament and it was mm-hmm. an all girls show. And we ran two of them and uh, man, they're the, the most difficult shows to book. But anyway, a girl had just been released from WWE TV she was currently living with a guy that we used to book fairly regularly and gave him, he, 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 he made a lot of money with us and she obviously knew what he made because he told her and she mm-hmm. hit me up because he gave her 
my number. He, he even gave me an Iggy. She's going to give you a text uh, about getting work because she saw that we were doing a girl show. She hits me up and goes, hey, I'm available for that show. I'm like, great. Um, just give me, like, you know, your ask and, you know, requirements and this and that. So she gets back to me about 15 minutes later, and she wanted five grand. And, uh, you know, I want a first class flight from fucking L.A., a five-star hotel, $5,000, plus I want to make merch, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, sorry, that's not going to happen. And uh, we didn't come to terms, and I didn't book her. And um, the guy she was living with hits me up a few days later and goes, hey, what happened with the booking? I said, I told her that we couldn't do that price. He goes, let me talk to her real quick. I expect a text from her in 20 minutes. Never heard back from her. All right. When I, so I texted the guy back and I said, Hey, she's never gotten back. And he goes, yeah, probably just leave it alone. I said, okay, no problem. A month later, a promoter that we used to talk to on the side all the time about talent, you know, how's this person? How's that person hit us up? The same girl had hit him up. Um, this is a month after her asking for 5,000. He goes, she wants 1200. Is she worth it? <laughs> so that's the reality. Yeah. Of it. I thought I could, I was told I could get five grand. Yeah. 1200 is where I'm coming in at. And she probably, she would have been worth 1200 because of being so closely off of TV. You would sure. have made enough with uh, photos with the fans to make the money back. And we so probably would have booked right. her three times and she would have made 4,800. Yeah. And she would, she would have made even more. She would have made it. But you know, coming up, she, she was an attitude problem anyway. I already knew that my wife had worked with her in the past and mm. knew her long before her WWE days. And uh, she was a headache. But hey, if the crowd would love to have her and we're going to make some money and at least break even with her and the crowd will have a good experience, let's go with it. That's great. That's right. good. That's good. Uh, you know, you know, good faith with your with your. That's all that ticket. If it's going to sell fucking sixty tickets, then fucking yeah. there's there's what it's worth. So to the to the talent who thinks they may be on the chopping block, just don't be delusional. Be work in reality's terms and understand yeah. that when indie shows on average, if it, if you get a four hundred person house that's considered a decent house nowadays. Where back when I was breaking in 1992, a 400-person house would be an abject fucking failure, and you'd never go to that town again because we used to draw 2,500 on an average show back in 92 for Independence. Right. Now it's a different world. 900 people are running shows as opposed to 15, so there are a lot, you know, a lot more to choose from. And people go, mm-hmm. oh, I'll just catch the next next one. So I'll miss a month. I'll come back next month or whatever. Whenever I feel like there's a name big enough for my ten dollars or whatever. Right. You know, so but you get the promoter has to make money too. He's the one with all the skin in the game. He's the one that has to promote the show. He's the one that has to put out twenty five grand on deposits on buildings and talents and mm-hmm. travel and all the bullshit that goes with it. So he's doctors, and ambulance, too. insurance, yeah, doctor, yeah. ambulance, insurance, exactly. So on a show that's gonna pot, you know, you need to bring in at least a thousand people to break even on it. Twenty five bucks a head. You know, there's there's a lot of risk because imagine telling your wife, yeah. You know, we didn't draw what we thought. We lost eighteen grand this month. Mm. How much? How much time do you think your wife's going to let you do that for a fucking hobby? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, then, you're, then you're lying about every other thing, and then the, that know. marriage goes to shit. And yeah. You know. and th- uh, although there are a lot of confirmed bachelors that run shows, I'm not. They have a wife to answer to, but I mean, right. you lose eighteen k a couple months in a row, and uh, your love for wrestling will quickly uh, diminish. Yeah, I think OVW with Matt Jones uh, coming in as the investor and then getting his pocket yeah, I watch a little. Oh, I, I uh, bro, you're, you're going to love it. You're going to love can't it. Wait. In fact, I, might, I plan on watching it uh, later today. Yeah, uh, it, it, I really want to have more and more people on there. And I've got some booking plans on the road for hopefully for them to break out of that Kentucky bubble and maybe come to the Northeast. Yeah. But as we were talking about it, I was listening to myself and I was outside having a cigarette. 
and I'm kind of pacing around and my brain just starts going into promotion mode and what I would do with OVW and not to completely get off on my own diatribe, but what OVW needs to do is this. You've been to those towns 10 million times. And like I just said, people will say, I'll go next month because they're so used to that being there for them that nothing is special to them anymore. They've seen everything. They've seen every big star before they were ever anything. They're no longer, they're, they're the most jaded group of people that can possibly be in wrestling. Okay. Mm-hmm. What they need to do is shake the entire thing up and go, we need to get out of fucking Ohio. They need to change yeah. Oh, and make it mean something completely different. Like, overhaul fucking wrestling or whatever. No, I, I keep it OVW because now it's a global brand because of Netflix, but I'm right with you. But anyway, if you're doing season two of this Netflix thing, it becomes OVW versus the world. In my opinion, I, I, I don't want to give away, like, again, I don't want to give away all my strategies because I, I fucking yeah. developed my own shit and it took me a long time to get there. You need to book all new markets, places you have never fucking never been, been before. Never places like, farm towns that have like fucking 600 or 800 people in them because everybody from that fucking town will go to the, the, the matches that night. Now let's go to the matches. Make sure you got plenty of fucking popcorn soda and fucking hot dogs to go around. Get them in on a fucking $5 ticket and sell hot dogs for a buck. You'll make all your fucking money back. You can get the venue for fucking free if you fucking do enough of a, uh, if they have their own bar or whatever and they can sell them, they have their own liquor license. Let them fucking deal with that. They deal yeah. with the responsibility if somebody is overserved. It's on their fucking insurance. So you don't touch it. They'll make all their money through the alcohol sales. They'll want you back every fucking week if you'll do it. Right. Next, hire a fucking salesman. Hire a real, true salesman to go out yeah, there. They, and they don't have that. Find sponsorships. You pay him 10 to 15% of every fucking thing he finds. You get yourself an ad book. You go to every fucking town within a five-town radius of where that show is going to be. Hey, listen, we're going to be drawing a show that's going to have possibly 2,500 people in here. We'd love to have your restaurant put a 10% off coupon in our book for 10% off appetizers between 2 and 5 p.m. on Tuesdays. And it'll only cost you 25 bucks. Would you do it? Shake my hand right now. We'll get you in the program. There's not going to be a local fucking business who says no to that. And you can get a book this thick. Because let me tell you, back in the International Wrestling Federation days, in, from 1992 to 1996, it was owned by Walter Killer who was my mentor and trainer up in Boston, Massachusetts. We did a show at a college that was west of Pittsfield, Massachusetts, up in the fucking boondocks, where nobody fucking lived, but there was a big college there. We had a guy go out there and sell ads. The fucking ad book alone made that show eighty thousand fucking dollars in nineteen ninety five. It was the thickest ad book the International Wrestling Federation had ever done in the history of the company, before or after. And that com- that show drew every fucking person. We had like it was like fifty five hundred people in a gymnasium packed to the fucking gills, and the show got over so good. That he got a call, Killer Kowalski got a call from Pat Patterson the following Monday congratulating him on such a successful fucking show. That's great. You go out there and you fucking hustle, hire somebody, pay him to go, go to that town. You'll you'll like the the one kid who's the announcer, Brian Kennison. He's been there about four years, but he doesn't. And not that he doesn't have the skills. He does have the skills. He doesn't have the playbook on how to do that. You'll go and watch him in this like 
try and sell a fifteen hundred dollar uh, sponsorship to the local toy and comic book store, and then they're then they're out papering Bardstown Road in in Louisville, like where everybody, like you said, way oversaturated. Everyone, yeah. so now you're just wasting precious time instead yeah. of having a sales force that understands that, and that's the biggest thing that really does need to be implemented going forward right. in OVW. I think. Yeah, they want to become, uh, you know, a Kentucky staple like UK or U of L, and that's great. But right now, Netflix is global, bro. They know you in fucking Australia, UK, Canada, Mexico, Florida, fucking Cali, Chicago, only four hours away in New York. To me, it's about going, all right, we did the prove it deal with Netflix. Now let's get a big pay deal and we'll do season two and 10 episodes and it's OVW on the road in the Lex Express tour bus going all over the country and taking regional workers out to maybe their hometowns where we can, you know, tap into that success there or versus all these other indies from Immortal to GCW to Crossfire to Black Label Pro in Chicago, Hollywood Wrestling, Booker T's reality of wrestling down to Florida, you know, like that's what's, that's what the next play, I think, because otherwise you're just wasting this global notoriety uh, just to be like, I got a thousand more uh, Twitter subs. That's great. How about a hundred thousand dollars each? That'd be even better. Wouldn't it? Yep. Absolutely. So like, and and here's the greatest thing, and I'm going to give away more strategy for fucking free. Okay. When you hire a fucking salesperson, everybody listen up. You don't pay them fucking shit. Yeah. A salesperson gets paid commission. That's why you give him a little, you know, give him a taste. Get, let him get his beak wet, 10 to 15%. You know, and then you can have, you know, anything over 250, you're going to get 20%. Anything over 1,000, yeah. you get 25%. That motherfucker is going to hustle his ass off and make yeah. a shit ton of money. And once you sell one, once you sell one, two, three, yes. and four come and very, and like, not easy, the but they, they come, they, it happens that it, way, right? Hey, Johnny Luigi's Italian. Fucking put a fucking ad in the book. I do Italian. Fuck, I got to be in that book. Give me a bigger fucking ad and put it right next to that motherfucker. You got it, yep. Jay. And let me put you down for next month too, right? Like, you know, if you do a six-month package, you, you can only have to do this twice a year. I can put you down. I'll take 10% off the top right now. You want to sign up right now? It'll be three thirty-five hundred dollars. We'll get you a full-page ad. Every program for the next six months. What do you say? Absolutely. Fuck Johnny Luigi's. Get my fucking thing out there and put twenty-five percent off apps on Fridays between you know during happy happy yep. hour. That shit really works. It, it's real and it happens. And no, I can't believe that nobody fucking does that kind of shit, dude. No. That's where the fucking money in wrestling is: is the advertising and concession stands and all that kind of stuff. Get people in for cheap dollars because if a dad with three kids and his wife are coming to the show and they have to drop two fifty at the fucking door, they're not buying popcorn. They're gonna eat at home before they go to the show. Right. You get them in there for cheap. Make the hot dog cheap. Make the popcorn cheap. Make the soda cheap. Make the candy cheap. Enough to recoup and then you know plus twenty percent. You're gonna make all your. That's where you're gonna make all your money. Yeah. Meet and greets. A raffle. 50-50 raffle. You know, half of it goes to the children's hospital. Yeah. You know, the office keeps the other half, and you know what I mean. But those are the ways that you make money in wrestling. Absolutely. I mean, just pearls here. And I'm definitely going to send that to Brian Kennison because I want to see him succeed. I know what it's like to struggle. And like these By are the way, Brian, Hey, feel free to hire me, buddy. As a consultant. I'll help <laughs> yeah. you out. Yeah. I mean, uh, talk to Matt Jones. He's the guy with the pockets. <laughs> You'll see him like uh, they hold it over his head to like deliver. He he's, he's the kind of guy you want. He's, he's your ash of two CW. He does yeah. a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Hustle. Like, yeah, a hustler, and I'm happy that they highlight him that way. 
Um, let's get to it though, guys. It's why we're here. Uh, really. I mean, I'm, and again, thank you to Strangler Steve with all this brilliant information, uh, you know, and these free lessons and just to, to see this type of stuff, even what Stevie's doing. And, and even if he gets a little, uh, angry, which isn't Stevie's way to cut the promo that people need to hear for their own success. And some people are so blinded in the bubble that, Oh, who the fuck are you? That's yeah. their instant. That's their instant. And then you find out who the fuck we are when we're the right. ones who have to hire you two years from now, because you thought you were over. Yeah. You thought you'd get five grand. You can't. Now you're back to 500 with your tail between your legs right. and you're just one of the boys again. Hey, yeah. I love it here. Best locker yeah. room there is. Yeah. yeah. Listen to the, I, I was telling this to the town. Listen to the people who have survived the wrestling business and thrived outside yeah. as well. A guy like Stevie, who spent 20-something years on television for every fucking major company, ECW, WCW, WWE, TNA, all in their peak of the industry. They didn't, you know, they signed Stevie because he was a fucking workhorse. He's seen everything there is to have been seen plus 30%. Okay, so if you're not listening to him, and he probably felt the need, I, I got to raise the fucking the heat level on this because it needs to be said. If yeah. you're not listening to that guy... Dude, I mean, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. You're a you dumb mother. You're a surgery. dumb motherfucker. Yeah. You are a dumb bastard. So he's worked every goddamn person in this, from the lowest yeah. jobber to the top brass, and everybody in between, and not only survived it, but helped those guys look better and look, make them look like a million bucks. If you're not willing to talk to that guy or listen to at least what he has to say, you're a fucking moron, and you deserve the fucking failure that you are. Yep. Uh, guy, I don't think so. Moron who I came up with OVW, but uh, this is an interesting uh, little trivia for the car right here. And it still has me interested in, he may not hold this record for long uh, because depending on where Raw's going, that and they're a 1.35 against football with a two dog shit mailed in shows after SmackDown got the rock scene on McAfee. Like, and we're doing these stupid things uh, on Raw. But uh, Tommo, Tommaso Ciampa and Giovanni, Vin, Giovanni Vinci reportedly set a new record for the most least watched match in WWE Raw history. Uh, yeah. The Raw number was the lowest viewer total in the history of the show for this week. Uh, wait till next week, except for one of the best of shows a couple of years ago, 1.331,000 viewers. Um, but, uh, so that is a major drop. <laughs> uh, well, NFL had 22 million viewers, bro. Uh, so we can't even do uh, 5% of what football's doing. Uh, and that's a, that's a huge problem. However, I would say, uh, oh, during that match, uh, it had dropped down to 1,192,000. I believe that we will be under a million by week six of the NFL that this record won't stand, and it just happens to be whoever's on there. I would probably say uh, my my vote would be for a Dakota Kai match if she doesn't get uh, cut today. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. not that I want. Ch- I mean, Champa knows I care about him. Uh, we're OVW yeah. brothers, right and from he, then. And he's a Boston boy too, so that's yeah. hard too. You know, and uh, Giovanni Vinci, a good worker too, and Imperium's one of the yeah. best things on TV. This is just. Hands. This is just a victim of circumstance of terrible booking, no long-term business, and being up against an insurmountable odds against the NFL and your creative team not even trying to do anything that's going to draw. So uh, just a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, wrestler car trivia there. But like I said, I I got a feeling 
they won't hold that record for long. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, that's right. It's the record to be beat, that's for sure. And by the way, uh, I think I did a job to the Heavenly Bodies on Monday Night Raw back in like 94, and I think it got 5 million mm-hmm. people watching it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the, what the fuck do you know? Uh, know right? Right? Uh, uh, but anyway, um, both guys are great hands. I, it's not about their wrestling. It's about where their placement is on the card, where Chompa yeah. is still a guy trying to make his way up. And he, for a guy who's been around 20 years, he's still out there grinding. So I give him respect. Yeah. That plus working past all the injuries he's had and the surgeries he's had, I got nothing but respect for the both of the guys. They both look physically terrific. There's not an ounce of fat on either one of them combined. Uh, but unfortunately, as far as like the storylines go, there's there's no meat on the bone. There's no reason for it to have any kind of real value on the show other than just taking up time. The thing about Monday Night Raw being paling so far in comparison to SmackDown, where SmackDown got The Rock and fucking McAfee and all this shit. Hold on but one second. Big Stevie Cool, we're on with the Friday locker room right now. Any uh, positive notes you want to pass along to uh, all your AEW fans and followers out there? Yeah, actually, I've gotten like two or three messages from AEW agents who I haven't heard from in years. Heard you were sick. Want to see if you're feeling okay. What the timing is just unbelievable. What a coincidence. (laughs) You never thought it would happen like that, you know, uh, that they finally have compassion. Well, also, I'm a stupid fuck. Knocked out on the dive. So the two pile drivers answered that are totally okay, according to AEW fans. Number two, <laughs> once again, the old faithful of you lost fake matches against every single style for over 30 years. So what the fuck do you know? That's another favorite of mine. Um, and the other my my, my top favorite is you copyright claim now I'm sorry to my Patreon supporters because AEW apparently owns you now because they copyrighted they copyright claimed the Patreon list and the music I paid for so congratulations Don Stevens is on a fucking tear this morning, bro. They cannot handle the truth. And that, and I think you should put that video out on Twitter. Uh, You know, HMG will put it out. All you did was promo any wrestler, referee, and agent exactly how they should be promoted for doing their job at a lower level and just fucking collecting. No, 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 no. Just like you get rid of somebody with mean tweets. You have to get rid of the guy with the mean video that puts down AEW. Because that's what they said. Well, you were mean to Tony Khan. You were mean to the company. You were mean to the world. Well, my God. Hey, I, I mean, it gets to a point, dude, where you seriously have to be mean to, to, to say, this is fucking, somebody's going to die. Yeah. But yeah. stop this. And, and that's all you're really but trying I mean, to do is the, you know, I mean, uh, you're a mean, ruthless bastard. I think if anybody you ever asked. Oh, that's my reputation. That's, that's, yeah, that's my <laughs> reputation. But, uh, but you know what? Maybe I should put out the next, my new video on that, on that spot there is a quicker one. that's easily, easily digestible. It's going to be Ivan Drago saying, if he dies, he dies. So there you go. That's it. <laughs> that's, uh, Ivan Drago to AEW confirmed, baby. Oh, man. So, I mean, what do you, what do you think about this? Do we live in such a society? I, my heart truly hurts for John Moxley Morris his wife and his kid and him. Yeah. The kid Ray Phoenix seems to be always in some kind of mix up with getting hurt or other people getting hurt. Mm-hmm. And then Tony Khan, I don't care if it was 10 hours after 
he got checked out. It's a bad look to go out there dancing when two guys got hurt on the same show. Him and Adam Cole. I, I don't get it. You absolutely do get it, and they are that far inside the bubble that any negative PR or anybody that would say, uh, how dare you uh, give us anything? We're on TV and you don't know shit, as opposed to going, this is a master class, and we really need to understand this because someone is going to be killed in the ring, and it's not for us to say, I told you so later. It's it's to prevent this from happening. I don't know, man, because right now it's just obviously I'm I'm in the same group as uh, as Cornette with Dan Russo with these the AEW people coming after me. I got a couple death threats already, which I haven't had that much excitement in a while. I've already almost died this year once, so I think yeah, I mean yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll over there, I'll, I'll fuse yours now. Uh, dude, you know, you know, we're behind you and we love you. And this shit is, you did nothing egregious. Uh, and it does suck that it has to get to the point of being the vice principal of you got detention. I'm calling your parents type shit. And you see how they respond to that. And they send out Don Stevens to do these little fucking, uh, dude, the agents, three AEW agents are checking in to see how I'm feeling, but I haven't talked to them about 10 years. Uh. <laughs> and, and guess what if they come out and be like hey brother what was that you said about the agents I'll be like you guys fucking suck and if you're check cashers <laughs> god bless you but it, but it make your check cashers because you ain't doing a goddamn thing out there to protect these guys and if they don't listen you get them fired right Ben you get yep. them fired yep. if they don't listen I mean, what happens when Darby Allen is paralyzed? What happens when MJF's taking a, a, a major spinal bump in the middle of a match that means nothing whatsoever and nobody is stopping this shit? Uh, and, and when they are, you know, eating the rest of their meals through a fucking straw and shitting in a diaper at age 30, that, that it's not going to be us going, yeah, we, we, we told you guys that, ha, ha, ha. It's, we're going to be just as sad and empathetic and there's and the fans aren't going to give a flying fuck about those people either. They're just going to move on to the next guy who sacrifices his spine for some dumb shit, and then they can go, "Oh, the referee fucked up the count," and so they can act like they're smart. They don't give a shit that the guy's neck is getting compressed into it. That Omega can barely walk anymore. That even the story came out that he's a he's got a arthritis of a 70 year old, and you're doing these types of finishes and not protecting the guy when you could do an easy submission choke out or the fact that the word is that moxley might have changed the finish on the fly well if we're doing that kind of shit and doing title changes because over guy said so that's an even bigger problem bro yeah i didn't know all that but i i i do know i do know this that it's just now it's unfortunate because i run a business now i run it it's a wrestling analysis channel has become a business thank god and I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize my business. So now you know what? You're not going. To, you're not going to get anything from me as far as critiquing any AAW stuff. I'm sorry. You're just not going to get it. Hey WWE, I, I, and this is for everybody out there for Friday locker room. I'll tell you what I do to prepare for these videos, and especially before I started the channel, I contacted WWE legal, contacted AAW legal, like that woman that handles the legal department, right? Yeah. 
WWE guy, WWE legal got back to me and I spoke with them. I've spoken with WWE legal at least three or four times to navigate these waters. AEW legal, even though I said, I want to make sure when I put stuff up that it doesn't get any kind of copyright claim or violation, help me with this so I can utilize this and teach other wrestlers and fans to have more credibility in the business. Nothing. So you don't give a fuck. You don't care. And that's fine. Because I, I can't care right now because I got two businesses to run. So forget it. And I, I don't mean to be a dick like that, but you, you don't care about anything there. You should have probably sent some nudes along with that, and then you would have got a response. <laughs> well, allegedly. 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 allegedly uh, calling in from a poolside, shirt off, tan on. He's got his Oakleys on, looking great as always, man. And uh, <clears throat> the best guy in the business. If anybody's got any problems with that, come fucking find me, and I'll be glad to straighten you out with a $5 face slap. It's Stevie Richards here on the Friday Locker. Make sure you're subscribing to wrestling uh analysis stevie richards channel on uh youtube you guys because it's a master class education and if they can't deal with it that shows exactly how delusional they absolutely are so uh man i appreciate you hey, i love you bro i love you guys too i love everybody out there i love you ben hey maybe after all these bright heart videos will finally shake my hand <laughs> maybe either uh but i look forward to i look forward to the stooge report on uh on uh off camera from who's calling and balling and, and uh and I, think I can't wait to hear yeah i think we definitely got to reach out to usa network again uh, allegedly and i look forward to talking about and i look forward to uh people's misery but this bloodbath of uh of future endeavors i'm sure we'll cover it all on russo brand side uh well actually i'll be gone next week god damn it so uh, <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe we maybe you talk hey maybe we can uh we do, can do a live uh like emergency uh, show today sometime after you're done. We can talk to Russo and maybe do it. Yeah, uh, I should a lot be of stuff is, A lot of stuff has happened today, including this AEW stuff. Yeah. So we'll get some views on, on Vince's channel. Uh, UWE practice got canceled. Most of the locker rooms got COVID. So I, I got to do uh, light the fuse at, till three. But if you want to do something the night before you go to bed, I'm down, bro. Yeah, just send Russo uh, an email. I'll email him We'll say all right, sounds good, man. Uh, enjoy the sunshine, and I'll hopefully see you again soon today. All right, see you, man. Take Later. care, everyone. Later. There you go, red hot from poolside. When you get that guy cranked up, you really oh, yeah. <laughs> talk about a fire under your ass. You're like, fuck this, I'm calling the fuck in. That was awesome. That was the greatest moment in Friday Night Raw history. That was that's a good one, man. Uh, and let's talk about uh, you know what's really hot today. So. Uh, this is from the producer's chat as well as nodq.com. Oh, by the way, by the way Stevie, if you're still listening, keep doing exactly what you're doing. And if yeah. it gets you heat, that know, you, you know you're doing something right. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And just the fact of who's the inside stooges that shit catches fire yep. trickles up and then pony says, <laughs> yep. who do i know who do i know that is from ecw so my guess would be jerry lynn um uh, who yeah. else is over there <laughs> we can play guess who called today RBD's yeah. over there now yeah I, I doubt rob would give even no, a, a rob's not a student, so yeah yeah yeah, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll get the inside stooge on all yeah, that. I cannot guys. fucking wait. <laughs> Stevie, don't worry. When he tells me, I'll fave it. I won't, I won't tell yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll stay right now. Give me the who are the three. <laughs> oh, I got to know.
<laughs> and I'll be hitting him up like back to back to back, like after months and months of him going through and, recovery. It's and so that, and what a shitbag way. Hey, Briz, heard you weren't feeling yeah. well. That's fucked Just up. Just checking in with you, Briz. Hope you're doing yeah. good, good brother. You're Welcome. one of my good brothers. You you know, I've always been, loved you. You're not going to get this anywhere else oh, but in a fucking locker room. This is bro. the realest slice of fucking life in wrestling that you'll ever fucking get right there. Yeah, a guy almost fucking dies who gave 30 years of his life to the industry without so much as saying boo to anybody. Almost fucking dies six months later gets hit up back to back to back by fucking three agents and a company that he's critiquing online what a fucking coincidence yeah dude it is it, it, when we say a mafia bro that's this is beyond what you can even but that's a, the most poorly played mafia move i've ever seen yeah. in my life Super bad, bro. Super bad. And, uh, you know, like Congress thinks they play politics. The mafia thinks they cut throats. This shit is fucking on another level, man. And, and then to the biz, Briz. Yeah, you got it. Uh, I used that yesterday on Kaz on something. He's hot about it. Like, not hot, but he's like, I go, don't be good for this, this. And he goes, oh, I go, welcome to the biz, Briz. I'm playing four moves ahead. I'm not putting my head on the chopping block for a 90 yeah. second clip, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, on Thursday today, while well, we're recording this for the Friday locker room, it's uh, about one fifteen coast time. Uh, here's the first part of the list that goes, and I got some follow-ups. Mustafa Ali. I wish I could say I didn't take some Schoenfreude in that, but I also have my creative juices going. How I might be able to work with them because I can sit here and critique and go. Business comes oh, first. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Business comes first. You know what I mean. Um, and Emma, uh, you know, as yeah, well. Uh, yeah, Mad Cat Moss. Uh, so remember, like, uh, the, we fall in love and we're engaged, so we're going to put that on TV. Yep. Oh, they're that's happy? The Fuck them. That's it. The worst thing you could have done. You, yep. you, If anybody created PDAs, their own trip to the bottom, it's that, bro. Uh, they, they, And that's how far inside the bubble that they don't – if they don't even realize that, how – Dangerous that sure, is. We'll put you on the same brand together. You'll never be back on fucking TV, but you can tell everybody you're on Raw. Yep, yep. Have a good time. Enjoy driving. your engagement. Go fuck yourself. Elias uh, uh, is gone uh, probably because of the creative that he came to Russo brand for, and that got yep. out. And the Italian, they never, they never had the balls to heat him up to the point where he could have done something. They were fuck too the money right now. I'm good. Could have brought in Eddie Vedder. Could have brought in a bunch of people to have him doing music stuff, real yeah. music, you real know, stuff. and uh, just and Boone really plays guitar. They could have had an actual real shoot fucking band. So does Elias, and, and, right? Elias. Well, plays I'm saying that the two of them together, yeah, yeah. could have been had a shoot band yep. and made real music and really sold it. Yep. Yeah, even if they were parody songs to some degree, yeah. and every every week nine ninety nine cents. And here's another crew that could have done the same thing. Top dollars gone, so you got to believe the other two in oh, hit yeah, row. Yeah, yeah. they always do that. They'll do one at a time and make them sweat it and text yep. each other. Did you get a little? Oh fuck, I got a text. Did you get a text? I didn't get a text. Did you get a text? Yep, because there's no there's no to reinvent anybody in that crew. No. Uh, you know, past that is is a wasted investment. Um, Rick Boogs is gone too. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say he's not far behind. I think that's life. a huge yeah. mistake. There's tons yep. of money written on him, tons especially of money. a spokesman. Uh, you know, for they put him in real commercials for Snickers and fucking uh, Subway subs or a fucking car uh, Toyota Tacoma commercial. Slim Jim, Slim Jim would have been a, a perfect vehicle for. But I'm Boog. saying they already had him in real real time commercials, like. Somebody saw something. They wanted that guy. 
and they don't they don't even keep the value on that. Yep. Uh, Riddick Moss and Aaliyah. I don't know if she threw up on herself after that or not, but uh, she did. She do she that. Is gone. At a show. Yeah, she in the ring puked on herself. She was so nervous. So that's like okay. our, our WWE claim to fame. I think she had two matches after that. Her back got hurt, and that was the last well, one. She, she, I don't know how she survived NXT for like seven years under the fucking radar. I mean, she must have been putting out some fucking good head or something like that. And that's a, that's a huge fucking point, Steve, because uh, Tegan Knox also, also gone. So girls who've been She's under been contract five, already. yeah, five years, and, and you got no investment. And no, you you put all this investment and you got no return on these girls whatsoever. And that's how short-sighted they are. Is like because Natty had all these world records in Guinness Book. They also gave her the shortest match ever by having a Leah Pinner in a debut in like three point oh three seconds or something like that to give her the record of the yeah. quickest match ever in yeah. history. So now she still has that and is no longer in the company. And made TV uh, three times. Here's here's two. Here's two top workers, probably better workers than almost anybody on the roster, also gone after 20 years of having a job. Well, 18 years, I would say. I think he was under contract since 2005. Dolph Ziggler is uh, is now uh, Future Endeavored. He, a lot of people don't realize he was Future Endeavored around 2007 because yeah. we actually got to use him in OVW, but it was only a matter of time between Spirit Squad and the contract. Yeah, 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 Dolph Ziggler. So, you know, I'm sure, and he was making good money that last contract. He went back and no more prove it deal. So I hope, uh, you know, he, he gets to his Hollywood shot. I saw the writer's strike maybe coming to an end today as well. Uh, and if not, uh, that he's he's got a fat enough bankroll that he can do whatever he wants. But if there's one guy that I think could have a run in AEW, it'd be Dolph Ziggler to show oh, yeah. up in and do something with his brother and or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just uh, be that guy and talk that shit. Uh, also, Shelton, still young. Ben Shelton Benjamin has also been released as well. Mm -hmm. So two Supreme workers who probably, <laughs> if it was me, I would cut, if, if NXT was sticking around, I would cut most of my coaches and make both of those guys my lead coaches. Yeah. Uh, Shelton's because, a great guy to do business with. I owned uh, part of a wrestling company with him a couple of years ago. We each own 20%. There was uh, five uh, investors, and uh, we were opening in Arizona at the time, a version of the International Wrestling Federation, and uh, he was a 20% owner, and he was a great guy to work with. And, uh, in fact, a guy held us up for more money who is no longer with us. I'll tell you off air who it was. And uh, we were going to tell him to go fuck himself, but Shelton said, I'll just take it out of my pay. Let's just get him in the ring tonight. Mm -hmm. and fucking. So, you know, kudos to Shelton. He's a super good guy. Knows the business inside and out, and your pleasure to do business with. A, a thoroughbred human being when it comes to athletics. Both of them really oh, yeah. are, you know. Uh, and Carmella also uh, released at this time. I got to believe sure she liked the check, but uh, just had the baby. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if these are the formal years of being there with your little one, you know, it's going to be tough. Yeah, Corey Graves on the road. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. I wouldn't doubt that. I'm really not that I'm hoping because I'm like, I really hope this person. I, I even if he keeps a job within the company, I'm fine with that. The Irish kid on commentary's oh, gotta, gotta be go. gotta he's go. Terrible. Gotta go. Terrible. And everything they've given him, and, I, and he's a happy-go-lucky kind of smiley. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, dude. I'm not like fuck that guy. I'm just like, yeah. bro, for like, the sake of the show. I want to see anybody lose a job, but yeah. I'm you know, if, if Vince kind of marked out for the Irish, you know, <laughs> background or whatever and kind of gave him a job, but he was went way over his head when they took him from the back and threw him 
on Monday Night Raw. Like, no, dude, this is just not. Unless they just did it to hang him. Just to, well, let's watch him suffer. We're already getting paid for this show. Fuck it. The money's in the bank. Let him go out there and hang himself for eight weeks. Let's watch Stooge him sweat report. it out. Stooge reports come in on the three, the three, uh, <laughs> is it one, did you name one of them? Or? Yeah. The first one I nailed, I stuck the landing on the first one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fucking business. Uh, the new fucking show. Oh, I bet I know who another one is. I'll tell you uh, there. Uh, he worked, he worked for us in two CW and smashed both of his fucking shins on a guardrail. In Rome. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Say Austin Aries fucking gig, but he's not there. Uh, uh, it it might have been the same show. <laughs> they worked the box. Okay. I gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, and another guy who uh, likes a pistol uh, or two. <laughs> <laughs> an old schooler um but yeah man uh it's it's raining men around here and women uh so that now let me add to this uh let me look at my crystal ball here uh these haven't been announced by any means actually let me hit refresh on no dq in case they have uh, <laughs> uh benjamin's still at the top of the list there uh, i gotta right believe there. i gotta believe apollo cruz uh oh, yeah. possibly cameron grimes grimes uh, uh, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Louis uh, Candice, yeah. Yeah, I would say uh, probably Dakota. The thing Kai. is, is you let Gargano go, he's gonna go to AEW and get the fuck over. That's the problem. Yeah, maybe so, I mean, you hold on to him just out of spite. You let Candice go; she'll go over there. Uh, I don't think they'll no give a fuck. I don't think they'll give off. You know how Khan is with the fucking PWG crowd, man. He's super marked for that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think WWE will give a fuck about letting them go. You know what I mean? Possibly, but it's like you don't want to see someone go and then do better somewhere else. I I, I agree, but if it was me and I'm going, we're we're picking up three guys, Gargano's not going to be in those top three, regardless if he's a PWG. I got a shit ton of merch to the fucking AEW crowd. Um, I, I got I think Champa might be on the Champa block as oh, well. Yeah, you know I agree I mean? as well, and that's yeah. unfortunate, but maybe he'll do, do well in AEW. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking Baron Corbin maybe as well. Yeah, you know, he, well, he, he was a Triple H project for a while, so I think he might be safe. I'd like to. He's he got a lot to offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with him staying. I think him kind of like, helping and coaching and doing sure. something off camera, maybe sure. producing. And um, I'm just trying to think. I, I would get rid of Tank. Uh, Ridge, Ridge Holland would be gone. But Ridge keep, Holland. Uh, keep, I think uh, you could let go. I think you could let go of. Um, uh, I hate to. Call I, I would have got rid of Ridge, Ridge Holland unless he broke fucking uh, Big E's neck. Yeah, I yeah. Fucking candle that fucking oh, day. Chelsea Green's partner uh, that they've just saddled uh, her with. Uh, Piper Niven, I think, could probably. Yeah, uh, I could. I could make money with her. And so could I. But now you've got. Naya back is the big girl. Yeah, but then you gotta have the that big girl feud before they get rid of her, though. You I'm to. down with that, but I, I saw Piper Niven like a couple months ago that. when she was off off camera, did the I'm depressed yeah, about I'm it type thing. Yeah, yeah. And then she shows up. And back I'm not here. discounting her depression, and I'm sure it's completely real. Yeah. I don't want to take anything away from that. But when you air it publicly and it, it whether you want it to or not, and I hate to say this, but it does diminish yourself. And your aura and your personality yeah. and your persona to the yeah. eyes of the people who you want to get that sympathy from. Unfortunately, it's just a real life thing is that people will go, well, she's not special. 
Right. And then you're, you're done in their eyes. And they That's did that exact thing. same thing. They did that exact same thing with Braun Strowman when he went in there to have yeah. the fuck. He? He's, he's like my dad, right? And now he's yeah. now he's the next surgery. I wouldn't doubt if he's gone too, bro. Yeah. And I think uh, I heard what you said about OC hiding in the fucking wings. They'll be gone. And, and I then think me again, well. gone. And I wonder if she'll get me chin over it. Yeah, <laughs> she might get me chin over it. You know what that means? Uh, Do you know what it means? Uh, let me check my it's in Korean. Uh, Take a guess. <laughs> get me chin, dude. Yeah. So, kimchi. Uh, <laughs> get kimchi uh, yeah, man, I think that's the that's the crystal ball shortlist. I'm sure there's a couple I'm missing, you know, uh, that I'm just not even thinking of. Who've been out of sight, out of mind, and then I wouldn't doubt it, like you said there's 80 people who you're never going to get a return on investment in from NXT. And if you've got to cut $200 million uh, that I see this coming and it'll happen after it won't be like, let's do all these cuts and then cut these 80 from it. It'll just be, right. we've decided to discontinue NXT going forward. Here, here's the, the, the thing is that if NXT is done and the performance center is done, essentially uh, the territory system should technically be able to should boom to should like boom because there's and never I, yeah. there's not a training ground for people to learn TV. They're going to have to go oh. back out on the Indies to do it. And uh, you know, well, I think you I think you've heard me say this talking to John Hartnett because I was like, you know, John trying Fuck to you, Hartnett. <laughs> <laughs> the business side of this of okay, we've got to cut two hundred million. Here's a hundred corporate jobs. Here's some contracts that'll equal get us to 120 million right mm -hmm. nxt's 40 million boom we're at 160 we now we're getting close yeah. uh and i said to john i go john they only have the ultimate fighter which is kind of jumped the shark too but you don't even get that spot until you're uh on that reality show until you're kind of a made fighter on the indies right. of mma i go how do they get guys ready for that and 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 what do they do to you help floats, promotions yeah so I've he was and they that. do they yeah. do kick in about 70 grand uh per per pay-per-view on these shows to pay the purses make sure that you got the you know fight tv shit done because there's no way an indie show is going to sell 300 yeah. tickets to mma and be able to afford all that there's it's just impossible so and i'm sure Here's they the, probably own some tv rights to it and i say like in a non-Vince or Triple H-led WWE, I don't know that they'll have the insight or foresight enough to think we need to help float some of these independents to get our talent ready for our next crop. Because I don't think they really understand in real time how many people you need to have up and ready to go at a phone call's notice. You need to be in New York tomorrow at 8 p.m. because you're working so-and-so. That they need to have those people in the wings ready. Is that worth ready. forty million dollars versus going and 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 making shit? It is when you're making a billion dollars a year, a billion dollars over the five year contract of your show. Yes, but you don't need eighty people and from all like soccer players from Europe, like I mentioned earlier. You need yeah. develop the independent talent. They didn't want to hire independent talent because they're like, oh, they're marks. They're hard to untrain and you know deprogram and reprogram. We'll get these fucking people, athletic, good-looking, famous people from other sports, integrate them into our system and get them up on TV. But they realized that didn't work because it's the people who are doing this for $20 on the weekends are the ones with the passion to do it because they're doing it for – And they're the ones who will only ever sports. make it. They're the only ones who make they're, it. Exactly. And That's why it needs to be the people who are in the indies doing it to go 
to the next level because they're the ones. How, how long did they say that about place. Kevin? How long did they say that about Kevin Steen? And now look what the fuck he is, right? Like right, right. he's the perfect example of that of a guy. They'd be like, he's got no body. He's fucking right. an indie goof. Da da da. Cuts the badass promo. Gets over. Does the I, Terry Funk shit. He knows what uh, the fuck he's doing. Steen was uh, still an independent guy. I mentioned doing the IWF thing with Shelton Benjamin thing in Arizona uh, yeah. back in 2014. I brought up his name in a, in a we had a round uh, table phone, phone call meeting with all the promoters. I said, well, we're bringing in the Bucks. We've used them. They're already booked. And um, I said, you know what would be great? We've used them several times in 2CW because they're still currently helping Joshua 2CW, being the president of 2CW myself, by the way. Mm-hmm. I said, um, we've used Kevin Steen multiple times. He's fantastic. And three dudes on that phone call said, no fucking way. He's fat. He's a piece of shit. Uh, we don't want to, we want our, all of our guys to look athletic. I said, listen, for the history of wrestling, wrestling has been the, 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 the come and go, the circus act. You have the bearded lady, you have the fucking stretch Armstrong, you have the power yeah. dude, you have the, you know, the, 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 Lions hammer. Yeah, so yeah. we need to have something for everybody. And although he doesn't, he's not like some super Jack, obviously on juice guy, he's entertaining as fuck. People know his name and he's going to draw us some money and everybody can, voted him down. Everybody voted him down. Six months later, he's on fucking WWF TV, doing uh, going over on John Cena as the NXT champion over the United States champion and winning that belt on TV in his fucking debut on on Raw. Sorry, he's got a belt and we can't use him on our show. Six months later, boom, he's a fucking everybody in the world knows who he is. What kind of person would say a total so? You know what? A total so. A fucking a total so. Maybe maybe he'll shut the fuck up and listen to the guys who actually book it, it, know it, it, and see the magic. It was better that they said no and then had to eat fucking crow six months later than have bring him on and have been proven right immediately. It was like sit in the wings and go. Yes, that that fuck went over on John Cena for his title. Now has two belts on fucking Monday Night Raw. Wow. That fat fuck, John Cena never put him over, right? Piece of shit, you do, piece of shit. Fuck yeah. Be as jacked as you want. I'm a big enough dude, but I'm still Doesn't a fucking fat body. Matter. I out-promo right. everyone. I out-character everyone. And fucking, it doesn't matter who's doing the title change. You put me up against a legend, we're selling tickets, and we're fucking making having money. the best thing on we're the making show. making money. Bro. And that's the like, number one thing. That's the they most just important. don't get it. They they just yeah. get addicted to fucking greased up, gassed up muscles, and that don't mean fuck all unless you've got storyline and character to right. back it up. And Kevin Owens can improvise in the moment of whatever he's given, yeah. and not even a trained improviser. It just shows the magic that he has, and yeah. he looks like everybody's da- everybody's. If he's a fat guy, so's my dad. Right, and like, everybody can relate with him. He's the everyman, and he's a dude that sits in the bar and drinks with you. Yeah. He's he can fight, you know, because he's still tough as fucking nails. And he can cut you down verbally before he ever has to throw right. a punch. And he wears a billboard for his own T-shirt, doing all of his matches. Mm-hmm. So people go, "I want that T-shirt." Yeah. So then he goes and makes you know each T-shirt is thirty-five dollars now at a WWE show, or forty bucks, and he billboards it the whole the whole night. And it's a rib that he probably wants to get over because he goes, fuck it. You could just get some duct tape and make my shirt if you really wanted right, to. And so. then you'll pay. Yep. yep. It, like, and it's so, all a rib. And, and don't think for a second that his T-shirt sales don't cover his fucking salary because they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so you know. guys in the business in, in recent last 20 years. I don't disagree with that at all, bro. I don't. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see. 
what more fallout there is in the next 24 hours. I got to believe this is just kind of the jumping off point, even after looking at my crystal ball and seeing who's been inactive, who's, uh, you know, if I was sitting in that meeting, the meeting you don't want to have me like, ha ha, who can we cut? You don't want to do that. No, but if you got to make hard decisions and this is part of the biz briz, that's the way she goes, you know? Uh, and I, I, another guy too, that I didn't mention probably because of, uh, most recent indiscretions. I got to believe Matt Riddle's name is is on there as oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, too yeah. many indiscretions, man. This is bad. Yeah. yeah, there is such a thing as shitty press. You know what I mean? Yep, 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 yeah. Especially when you're trying to do uh, as PG for little kids yeah. as you can, and it's the opposite of that. So that's too bad. He could have been a big star. Yeah, man. Uh, that's an know. example of a guy who can't help but step on his own dick. Well, it's also the problem of I agree that we're in this and we got to do what we're told, but it's a problem of not playing to what the strength is going to be. If you're doing PG and the opposite of that is rated X and that's what he wants to do in his real life and you're trying to rib him on camera, having Seth call him out and shit, and he's right. living that Vegas RVD, Katie Forbes Instagram lifestyle, party every day, party every you, you fucking lean right into it and we're going right back to the, uh, you know, attitude era level, sex, yeah, and, sex drugs, and rock and roll, weed yeah. and sex. It, it yeah. fucking sells, bro. So, uh, can you get get into pills? Can you say pills? Not really like a PG 13 show, and it might be a little too edgy, but it's like, Uh, guess who's pilled up again? You know what I mean? Hey, guess who's guess who's sponsoring fucking tennis? Pfizer. (laughs) You want you want a big fucking you want a big fucking uh, yeah, yeah, riddles match brought to you by Moderna. You want to get fucked up? Yeah, yeah. Why not, bro? Yeah. Why They'd not? Be like, you know, the easiest way to get fucked up from a pill is to actually grind it and then snort the fucking thing. <laughs> or you bring out Piper Niven and she's just happy all of a sudden yeah, off of some yeah. fucking uh, Joker brain gimmick. Yeah, yeah. In the background of another promo, you see her buying shit off of him in the background. <laughs> 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 the fucking, you hear fucking... You hear the rattlesnake, the fucking thing. Everyone just perks up like a prairie dog yeah. walking around. For <laughs> yeah. The <bottom laughs> yeah, the rattlesnake. <laughs> Come calling. Yeah. Uh, Dinner time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Light yeah. him up. Oh, shit, man. See, that'd be man. some stiff shit, but it, it would hit home. It sure as fuck would, bro. It sure as fuck would. So, I mean, for creatives like us, who knows might end, might end up in immortal. I'd like, you know, we'll see when the dust settles who's out there and what business we can do to give local guys who set the ring up, travel their ass off, and have worked for these NXT tryouts that may not be happening anymore. Well, now we got to just give guys the rub and make them look like they're on the even level. So Enzo coming in and doing what he wants to do, those days are probably going to be much shorter <laughs> you know like these guys are going to have to get back to doing business for Especially other people and so who is a little difficult yeah. to deal with and is very expensive and yeah. has been off tv now for a very long time right right Sorry, kid you're on the next one you take a rung everybody's know, going down the rung, down the rung. Yeah, yeah yeah the ladder the ladder descent is going to be very quick compared to you know, you're the low man on the totem pole again yeah. even after all the time you put in because that's just but i but i love with the ob I love with the OVW talk. I think the mainstream of it, I think you're going to see an uptick, Steve, in indies the next two years. Not just because of the bloodbath. I think that people are, if you're having the lowest rated matches against Monday Night Football with three hours of intelligence insulting program, and we have indie uh, bookers out there who are doing long-term business, mixing in ex-top talent with local talent, and really telling good long-term stories, 
I think you're going to see houses up 20% over the next year. Oh, That's my other prediction. That. I, I'm expecting yeah, I'm third. just low-balling. You know, I'm low-balling. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got to be because they're going to have to get their entertainment from somewhere. Yep. You, like I, I said earlier, uh, if you can keep your t- tickets as cheap as you can, get them all there in the in the house, you know, it, you, you'll you'll see the benefit of it. Yeah. Be creative. Well, Think of ways to make money other than the door. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all interactive about that. with the customer, you know, let them feel like mm-hmm. they're a part of the show. Make them feel that they matter because they do matter. Like when I had my restaurant, I used to say that all my employees – Every plate that goes out of here is a percentage of sales, and we need every single one of them. So mm-hmm. it's not like at, a, at like a, some turnstile restaurant that's going to serve 650 people during lunch today. One guy leaves pissed. Fuck him. What the, that's nothing. But to us, that's that's a chunk of sales. Sure. We might only be dropping 18 bucks with him and his girl for lunch, but if we didn't have the 18 bucks, we may not have broken broken even today. And even, even, even forget that if he has a great meal, he's gonna go. Oh, dude, I've that was the best place yeah, to two other people. Bring a buddy with him next time. Yeah, so uh, that's that's really what we need to strive for, and uh, we'll see, man. Uh, I just hope that you know these uh, workers that've been inside the bubble for a long time can pull their heads out of their asses. However, I don't see that happening because it's only when they go fuck, I'm fired. Who can I copy? And then they hit up a Stevie Richards, but they don't want to put any of the work in any of the brand building they me, just, yeah they just want to find a fucking co-host mark that's going to do it all and some of them will and then mm-hmm. that'll run its gambit in about six to nine months because they're not going to be serious about and they're it they're going to be hanging on a kid that's not getting paid just being a market experience with some name eventually yeah. brother believe it or not even if you're like a top top dude that's going to wear off and you'll be going through producers like underwear yep Yep, and they're all out there, and I think they're all overbooked anyway. Whether it's my staff, right. Feeney, uh, right. Conrad, yeah, James, yeah, yeah, dude, I, I, all the producers are already grizzled and bitter now, dealing with all the They've work. Been through it. They've yeah. been through it. So, uh, but we've been through it today, man. I can't say thank you enough. One of my favorite Friday locker rooms ever, even though it's a dark day, man. Uh, and, yeah, it's been big one of the Stevie Cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, big Stevie Cool calling in, man. Cake, man. Thank you, Steve. Oh. It was great to hear from you. And I'm glad that you got to be on the show. And I would love to sometime do a three-way uh, Friday locker room with the three of us together. Absolutely. And uh, we'll that would be great. I know years ago we tried to do one when he was up at a show in Boston for chaotic wrestling. But he was in the locker room and the feed kind of cut out, so he didn't get to stay on too long. But we'd love yeah. to do it. Stevie, I'm glad you're doing great. And it was awesome to hear from you. And it's been a little while since we talked on the, on the, the you know, on you know Facebook or whatever, but uh, I hope you're doing great. Looks like you're doing fantastic. Mm-hmm. You look amazing, and I'm so glad to see you being healthy and doing new content and creating. Because being creator, it's, it's like being godlike. You're actually you're out there putting out your energy and your positivity forward. Yeah, and you're really helping people with what you do. So don't stop doing what you do. And like I said, when you know you're getting heat, you know you're doing something right. So stick with it, Absolutely. my brother. Absolutely, and check him out at Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis Channel and. Officially on uh, Stevie Richards' uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Stevie Richards. I know I owe uh, some uh, consultants here, so I'm going to get back to that and actually probably write uh, a little email to somebody over there at NBC Universal uh, because mm-hmm. they are walking into quite a fucking firestorm right now. So it'll be interesting uh, to see which way things go that way. I know uh, we scrapped Wednesday Locker Room this week, but regardless, of the, the uh, I had some great comments on the pod being for it. Can't say enough to Billy Ray Valentine how proud I am of his 9-11 get-together there. Did, did it? That, I think they Bell- last night. Oh, Bello told me that. I saw oh. a tweet from Bello that they oh, weren't okay. doing it this week. Oh, okay, okay. So. I, I wasn't able to make it because we had to change the date, and then I, 
Well, regardless, you guys have been kicking ass, and the, the yeah, response yeah. has been awesome to it, man. So yeah, we've been having a blast much. doing that. So hello to my boys, the Andrew Bellow, at the Andrew Bellow, and to uh, Billy Ray Valentine, at Obi-Wan, you know me. They're the greatest dudes. I love them to death. They are my brothers. With blood or water, they are in mm-hmm. my heart, and I love them both to death. I'd do anything for them, and they do anything for me. And we always have our group chat going 24 hours a day like you do with all your boys. Yeah. And uh, they're the greatest dudes. Please give them a follow if you haven't. They're, they love wrestling. Their stuff is always on point. They make great uh, additions to what we do. And uh, the Wednesday locker room is like the shit for me, man. And thank you to all the listeners. The people show. It's the, a it's great a, job. It's yep. the people show. No doubt about it, man. Here, I, I've always said since the beginning, we're like the Green Berets of the Mean Media Group. We kind of do our own thing. And yeah. People let us like kind of do our thing, and we're kind of stealthy that way. That uh, we've built up quite a following, and I love talking to those guys yep. every week. It's just the, the, the high point of my week. Awesome, man. And I love that, the community that's going on here. And thanks to all of our community leaders. And obviously, again, big shout out to William Alessia on a a heavy news day for him. Uh, For stock investors, I I forgot to put this over. Yesterday, TKO was at $105. Today, it was down to 84, so 18% drop. Buy it, because UFC ain't going nowhere, brother. Buy it now. <laughs> no, so uh, some interesting opportunities here as we watch and keep an eye on the industry, get the inside scoop with the how the mafia really works, even at the upper levels of uh, the Stooges and, and what they've got to do to try and do damage control. And that uh, because you guys subscribe at channelattitude.com here, the Friday locker room and everything else, Russo brand wise, you know how much pull we have in the business, how paranoid they truly are, because the last thing they want to hear is speaking truth to power. And the, the only illusion is that they have any power. They have fear and loathing because they know they've been caught with their hand in the cookie jar, not doing things the right way. And we'll pull that fucking card every time because nobody controls us except us. So uh, on behalf of Strangler Steve, you guys give him a follow at Strangler Steve on Twitter. Uh, and Stevie Richards back active on Twitter at BWO Stevie. And uh, Stevie, and uh, check out everything at Hami Media Group and keep those shares coming. Numbers have gone up. Appreciate Kaz Clip and all that stuff and you guys being such awesome supporters all the way around. I'm going on vacation next week, so the schedule will probably be a bit off. So I want you. my food picks, motherfucker. Oh, I'll send them to you, man. You no doubt about that. Uh, live from Punta Cana. Try and get it in and have some coverage, uh, but uh, I don't know. I just got to decompress for a week, and I know you guys have been very cool with that, so I want to say thank you as well uh, and all the watch-alongs that we're doing on twitch.tv slash Media. But this was a goddamn epic Friday locker room that you paid exclusively for here, channelattitude.com, Hamimi. Media group. Yo, the, the length of the show is one hour and 33 minutes. 133. Look it up. <laughs> 133. <laughs>